I was joking, I was going to say, if, it, if you don't connect, my friend Brian is just going to pop on and we're just going to introduce him as Brian, no last name, no explanation, and just do the podcast <laughs> like, like that. Like, uh, like I Dream of Genie? Exactly. <laughs> Different dick entirely. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The All Pounds 3. I mean, you're listening to one of the greatest rappers of all time bringing us into the show here, and it's, uh, it's very sad. Because we have to announce that uh, Lil Bow Wow has decided that he is going to retire as a rapper. We're not going to hear any new songs from Lil Bow Wow or Bow Wow, whatever you want to call him. So it's me, Aaron Hodges, and we got Brian Miller, Jeff Young. Yes. I got another Brian, my friend, is going to be popping in here randomly at some point and uh, will possibly join the conversation. But how does the news of Lil Bow Wow hit you? I have an immediate question. How old is Bow Wow? Well, He's younger than me, I know that. I don't know exactly how old he is, but part of the reason he decided that he would hang it up and never bless the world with more music is that he says he can't see himself rapping as a 30-year-old. So it's got to be right around the corner. 30? 30. That's yeah. going to be upsetting for Dr. Dre. Well, Dre, <laughs> Dre doesn't really, you know, he raps uh, in bit parts, if you will. Yeah, I know, but he still does it. He can, still, he can still break it out. He's like watching, you know, Jordan can still dunk. Doesn't look quite as good as he did maybe when he was younger, but, you know, I don't know, 30? I don't know. That's pretty ridiculous. Well, I mean, most people forgot that he was rapping when he was like 15 because he peaked yeah. at like 13, so. True. Half his life ago. You know, I think this is a total Garth Brooks slash Barbara Streisand move. You just say you're tired, and then, you know, two years <laughs> later, when you feel like doing something, it adds a little pizzazz to it. It makes it look like you went away on purpose as opposed to on accident. Is he going to make a Chris Gaines album? Hmm. <laughs> wow, that was ill advised, wasn't it? Holy smokes. That's like one of the worst things ever. Get a soul patch, it'll change everything. Ooh, that soul patch. Oh, <laughs> that's what I do remember from that album, too. That cover. It's funny. Oh. I would have heard the same number of Chris Gaines and Bow Wow songs, <laughs> which is zero, except I don't know if you remember this, but they, you, now that now when you go to the movie theater, they play uh, at least the way they do it at the AMC theaters. They actually play advertisements like for 20 minutes before, but like the lights are halfway up and it's like ads for TV shows and all manner of other crap. Um, but they used to always play movie tunes. And it was basically like if hell had a roller skating DJ who was presiding over the worst songs of all time. And it was this really kind of bad Casey Kasem guy. Hey, oh, welcome yeah. to movie tunes. And somebody in whoever, you know, before the music industry collapsed, this is almost a good enough reason to collapse the whole industry. <laughs> somebody paid movie tunes enough to basically be like, you will play Chris Gaines songs for one full year all the time on movie tunes. Wow. So as a guy who goes to a lot of movies, I have had those torturous things in the background uh, of a significant portion of my life. So can you remember the songs at all? How they went? Can you? Can no, you hum that's a tune? how bad they are. I, <laughs> no, I couldn't tell you one. Couldn't pick one out of a lineup. But I, I just remember them being on, and you just always go, like, "Oh God, what is this?" And that was Chris Gaines with. Oh. 
Well, that was Chris the whole Gaines, thing. We where... all lose. That's what that was. <laughs> he was going more rock, right, and abandoning the country roots with that I album. Yes, was that was... the idea? The idea, I believe, was that actually uh, there was going to be. It was a synergistic media project where he was going to make a Chris Gaines movie, and the reason that the CD was called "The Life of Chris Gaines" was that that was going to be the, the title of the movie, and then he but he wanted to like. He was like, okay, well, we'll put these songs out in the ether and, we, and we'll like keep it under our hilariously oversized hats that it's me. <laughs> um, and that like people will kind of get saturated with the music of Chris Gaines and it'll like launch the movie. But then the songs were so humiliating that they never made the movie. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. You know so much about movies. We need to incorporate some kind <laughs> of movie trivia into this to see if we can stump you. Would you before that, Jeff? You think we could stump this son of a bitch? Um, I think it'd be fun to try. Yeah, it would give, be. Give it a whirl. Bring your, bring your, bring your wares. I think that'd be a blast. Hey, actually, I gotta, I gotta pop in here with a, a little bit of sports relevance to the Garth Brooks. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, we don't do that around here. <laughs> yeah. You know, Garth Brooks actually did play spring training with the Padres many years ago. Ah, I do uh, remember as, that as kind of a charity thing, and I think he did it again a few years ago with the Mets, and he, he used that to raise money for charity. So. Yeah, That's my, the extent of my Garth Brooks knowledge. I think Tim Tebow is trying to do the same thing for the Tebow Foundation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More on that in a moment. <laughs> but first, we need a Star Trek convention recap from you, Jeff. Oh, man, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, it was just a bunch of, bunch of us Star Trek geeks hanging out in uh, Las Vegas for five days. Um, Shatner spoke, Takei spoke. Um, Takei spoke? Yeah, yeah Takei spoke. Yeah. What was he yeah, like? He was Did great. you enjoy him? He's he's great. I've heard him before. He's always he's always very entertaining. They're all they're all really entertaining. I mean, these guys, you know, they they have great stories and and they're so um so they're so accustomed to doing this sort of thing that they the stories just roll right off their tongues and and they're um they do they're very interactive with the audience doing a lot of Q and A. So those guys were there. Um, a lot of the guys from Next Generation and Deep Space Nine and Voyager and Enterprise were all there and. We, we actually had great seats. We were um, in the second row just off of uh, um, stage right. And uh, they actually, they used the, um, uh, the row in front of us as kind of a place to sort of put VIPs between things. So periodically somebody would sit in front of us like, like Terry Farrell from uh, Deep Space Nine or maybe, maybe this crowd would know, the, know her from uh, Back to School, the wonderful Rodney Dangerfield uh, vehicle. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, so she sat right in front. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. So she <laughs> sat right in front of me, which was uh, which was kind of awesome. Um, and yeah, we just geeked out and you know hung out with a lot of friends and ate a lot of food and, and drank. And what was the coolest thing you saw? And what was the nerdiest, most ridiculous thing that you saw? Um, the coolest. They might be the same thing, actually. Um, <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a perfect answer. <laughs> um, I I think there was a guy actually that, and he's done this before, and he came as um. Cause a lot of people dress up. I don't, but I, I love, and I love watching other people. And, uh, there was a guy who came as, um, uh, Captain Pike from the, uh, from the pilot of the original series, the guy who predated Shatner as the captain of the enterprise. And he's, I recognize no other captain by the way, but go on. Uh, okay. All right. That's all right. But yeah, he was, he was actually in his, he was in the little thing that moved him around and he had the whole scar. You'd ha- you you kind of have to know the series, but it's like, yeah, he looked. It was really awesome. It was spot on. If you go look up, you know, Captain Pike, you know, um, Star Trek. Yeah, there, there was a dude that looked exactly like it, and it was it, the dedication was impressive. I like that. 
I had an interesting uh, interaction at a uh, a convention many years ago. I was doing a little bit of a comedy work at a at a at a kind of geek convention, and uh, over drinks throughout the day uh, with some other comedians, uh, the discussion came up about the amount of cosplay sex going on. And after me maybe making some ridiculous boasts, it was just a guy <laughs> bet me. I, I accepted the bet that by the end of the night, I could see I could see two people in co- costume have sex. That that was my goal. That was my challenge. I can do this. And so uh, everybody else took hallucinogens and then wandered off into the geek convention. But I was too solid on my mission, and uh, I wound up. <laughs> I wound up going back to this hotel suite with a bunch of people, including this uh, this girl who was dressed as like some of an alien stripper kind of thing. Oh my god! And then uh, and her boyfriend came back, and he was in an incredibly, incredibly well done Two Face from Batman costume. Nice. I mean, he had taken two different suits and split them down the middle. He had the makeup. I mean, he it was it was incredible makeup, right? So I'm like, it's on. I'm, I'm, it's, this is totally gonna happen, you know. People, you know, people were drinking and going, getting, getting, getting a little rowdy. And I'm like, it's, it's gonna happen. But then the the, the, the two base came back, and so I was, I was about to kind of, you know, try to see if I get somehow propose. Like tell you guys, you guys, I, I just gotta finish this bet. You gotta help me out or whatever. And then two face came in, and he got really mad at me because he thought I was trying to get with this Russian, Russian, of course, yeah. Russian alien prostitute lady yep, or whatever. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I was, in my explanation in my drunken state, I don't think didn't was quite, yeah. uh, wasn't quite coming. <laughs> through as to what my intentions were here (laughs) but here's the thing the whole time the dude's yelling at me in this hotel suite and we're and we're not really yelling at me but he's because he's he she's still trying to get something going i don't know what's going on and the guy is still in character as (laughs) two-face and referring to me as the joker Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the entire time he's like, oh, I'll flip a coin and see what we're going to do with you. And I was like, no, no, man, I'm just I'm a bet with one of the other comics. It's not a big deal. And he's like, oh, I see the Joker here and thinks he's going to get wise. And I was like, come on, would you cut it out? <laughs> That's, oh my God. <laughs> so finally I was like, no, whatever. And I walked back and everybody, I had to give $10 to my friend John. Get out of my face, clown. Which one? Gentlemen, it behooves us not to fight amongst ourselves. Well put, sardine breath. <laughs> I mean, how how did you plan on proving it anyway? Were you gonna take oh, a picture? Honor system. I mean, we, no, no, honor system. <laughs> I'm a man of honor. I would never uh, welch on a bet. Sorry, my buddy Brian just pop, <laughs> just popped in here. Grab a mic, buddy. We were just talking about uh, the other Brian here having sex <laughs> or trying to no, uh, no, trying absolutely to, not trying to witness someone sit here. Trying to witness someone having sex at what was it? A it was like a Comic Con type of show. Yeah, and I felt like I could, they could just start it up and I'd leave. I don't need to. I don't need to. You know, be some creepy guy smoking a cigarette in the corner. I just was like, all right, there we go. Technically, you know, I just needed to check that one off the list. So you failed the bet. I, I that is freaking hilarious. Yeah, it was. It was very strange. <laughs> so you're going to Jeff. You're going to a lot of panels or. Um... And a lot of parties. Yeah, Are you going to any parties I, while you're at the Star Trek convention? Yeah, we do a few parties. Um, mostly for me, though, I'm, I'm going to panels. I don't, I mean, I hit like the exhibitor's room once just to kind of see what's out there. And then I go to the panels to hear the guys talk. Um, I'm, I'm most interested in just hearing people's stories, either behind the scenes stuff. Because usually, if you get, especially like you get three or four guys that were on the same cast together 20, 30 some odd years ago, and and they just start, you know, somebody will ask a question about an episode and these guys will, they'll just 
like go completely off the rails about something that happened while they were filming the episode. It usually ends up being like fart jokes or something, but, but it's just something, you know, they'll just have their own personal recollections that have nothing whatsoever to do with the episode, but like, Oh yeah, I was hung over and this thing happened and, you know, or not, you know, whatever it was that was going on. And it's, it just, they just end up cracking each other up and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's coming to my uh, my fair city this weekend. It's in Minneapolis. Wait, yes, that's right. It, that's it right. doesn't just happen in Vegas. The Star Trek convention is a traveling thing. The, it's fifty yeah, years, but, right, or something. It's a yeah, big, yeah. It's a fifty. Yeah. yeah, it's the fifty year anniversary for the original show. Vegas is the big one. That's that's the that's the big national one that everybody comes to. But then they they do tour around the country throughout the year, and that's right. Minneapolis is next. Very I cool. pondered a trip to it. I'm not going to lie, but I take it through just a smidge on the steep side for for me for my level of curiosity. Maybe you could renew that bet, though. <laughs> well, if I I'd have twenty dollars or ten dollars to put toward those tickets, <laughs> that's right. I still get made fun of about that. I mean, that's an that's an incredible story. The fact that the guy wouldn't break character and he, he like <laughs> that he, was dude, the weirdest part. That's of the, the whole weirdest thing. part because <laughs> you're basically held hostage in the hotel room. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was funny watching them miscommunicate because she was a kind of a weirdo, and I think plenty of weirdness was going down in that hotel suite because it was that was the thing is there was this weird underbelly, not really underbelly. Nobody's doing anything untoward, but it's like this. It was this big geek convention, and the kind of dirty, not so dirty secret of it was that it was like a lot of people's opportunity to like smoke pot and and fool around with a bunch of other people dressed as Pokemon or whatever. <laughs> uh, so there was this kind of like seedy pseudo underbelly to the whole thing that uh. I found it sort of hilarious. That's what me and uh, my buddy Brian here are going to do later. We're going to smoke pot and dress up in Pokemon costumes, right? I brought it. (laughs) 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 Yeah, he's up here. uh, This is one of my oldest friends from from back in the day. He could probably tell an embarrassing story or two. We grew up, uh, I've known you since what? We were about six, seven years old? Yeah, probably around that. You could bring that a little closer to you. We are. Went, went to the, went to the when scene. did you become Barry White, by the way, with that voice? It's this lovely cold I have to thank. <laughs> all right. Well, feel free to, to pipe in at any time, all right? Sure. All right. What's the stupidest thing you've ever seen Aaron do? Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't even know. Wow. <laughs> no, it's, it's – you know, it's – everything was in good fun, you know, so it was uh, – I, 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 think, I think the most – the best thing that we've ever done that, that I remember with Aaron was uh, – we uh, the town we lived in there was a, there was a traffic circle, and uh, <laughs> the, tra- the traffic circle was used for uh, for helicopter landing if there was ever any really bad accidents or something. And right up the mile, a mile or so up the road, there used to be there was this horrible intersection, whatever. So uh, traffic was all backed up, and Aaron and I we took pizza boxes, we cut them in half, and we wrote on the pizza boxes "Honk and we'll dance." And we're standing out on the on the side of the state highway. It must have been 113 degrees that day. But people are all stopped in their cars for miles, and as they pull up, they see two nerdy-looking 12-year-old white dudes standing on the side of the road. They beep, and we broke out and dance. And I think, honestly, if we saw kids doing it today, we'd say, what the f- what's with the fuck uh, it, it, it was good fun. Yeah, I think somebody died in that accident, too, but uh, we used it to catapult our entertaining exactly. ventures. Yeah, exactly. You're like those improv everywhere guys, but with car accidents. Exactly. Yeah, pretty hateable. So... <laughs> We do a improv everywhere. There's car accidents. We it's actually, kind of a bummer yeah. sometimes. But. Aaron actually had a uh, he had a police scanner in his uh, in his house. So every time we hear that police scanner fire up, we'd say, "All right, time to go." 
<laughs> got an opportunity. You're like, you're like the Batman, except you don't help anybody. You're like, no, not there's at been all. a murder. We've got to get there with the pizza boxes. The people need us to dance. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. So, so there's one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's good. That's good. You implicated yourself. That was uh, that was big of you. There you go. I guess you got to get it a little warmed up, huh? Jeez. What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is not the loquacious Brian, I know, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe later. So you want to jump into a little all-ball or flagrant foul? Yes. Let's go. I got to explain it to, to Brian and perhaps the audience because, you know, usually we don't necessarily explain it. We just assume that uh, everyone is a listener from day one. And it is not... fairly self-explanatory, I would say. It is, though, but you know what a flagrant foul is in basketball? Did you also make the introduction that, that Brian knows zero about all sports altogether? That's not true. Uh, flagrant foul is a very bad foul. If someone, uh, if I like slapped you across the face or did something that, you know, it's a, it's a bad okay, thing, okay. right? All ball is like uh, you block the shot. It's all ball. Right, right, it's right. It's a good thing. Right. Right? So do you agree or disagree, basically, right? Okay, okay. So if you agree, it's all ball. If you disagree, it's flagrant okay, foul. Sure, sure. Right? Uh, so, Brian uh, Miller, why don't you kick it off with the uh, RG3 thing? Yeah, so RG3, uh, Robert Griffin III, named the starter. Uh, by the way, I, I realized RG3 at least has one thing going for him, which he was he will always at worst be the second most dubious Subway spokesperson uh, in their history. <laughs> like, at least he's got that going for him. Because it was there was a great was when they they spent a zillion dollars on his ad campaign and he was benched. And you'd like watch him sitting on the bench dejectedly watching a game, and they'd cut back to him like, when I eat a six-foot sub, it makes me play football good. And you're like, whoa, no, this commercial is not well-timed. Uh, but uh, RG3 is back in – he's now in Cleveland, and Hugh Jackson, the coach, who's very excited, has named him the starter. I always think that's kind of a dubious move. The, the same thing that they did uh, with old uh, – you know, they, they got so into naming Brian Hoyer the starter down in Texas uh, a, a bit ago – and then he screwed up for three quarters, and then they replaced him with Matt Schaub, and then they couldn't switch back to Brian Hoyer without looking wishy-washy. No, so, no, they went to Ryan Mallett. Or went to Mallett, yes, I'm sorry, Mallett, yes. And so that was a, that was a real disaster. And so uh, I, I don't – I always think it's weird. Like, don't why would you name somebody as your starter unless – you know, it's like Aaron Rodgers that you already know. Um, but not just on naming him, on RG3 coming back, all ball or flagrant foul, is it real? Is the comeback real? I'm going to say, yeah, why not? I think the contract that he signed is good. They're not paying him that much. So it's a very low risk, high reward. If he can become uh, anything close to what he was as a rookie, then the Browns hit the jackpot. And they were willing to take a chance on a guy who everybody else thinks is washed up. And they might be right that he is washed up, but it won't cost them much to find out. It's like if you're pot committed. Yeah, but it, it's it's interesting. It seems almost equally possible. Like it seems like fifty fifty to me. Like part of me is like, well, of course he's going to be good. Remember how great he was in that first season and all his athleticism. And then there's the other part. He goes, well, of course he's not going to be good. Remember the last two seasons and all the injuries and you know he just seemed to be such a different player. Of course, yeah, he's probably not going to be the the player that he was. But I think it's worth the risk, and uh, I think there's there's reason to believe. So all ball. All right, we need Two-Face to flip a coin on this 50-50. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Jeff? All ball, flagrant foul. Yeah, I'm pretty much all ball for uh, for the same reasons that uh, Aaron said, which is, uh, you know, some uh, some risk, but uh, but some substantial reward potentially. And it wasn't that long ago that he was pretty awesome. Um, you know, there's a, there's a pretty decent chance he never reaches that level again. But uh, at the same time, it's it's not like you're investing 
relatively speaking, a whole lot. So uh, I, I'm going all ball. Is there any? Uh, I wonder if there's any better gamble in the NFL this season. I can't think. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's like the has the highest upside and the relatively lowest. You know, the Brock Osweiler bad gamble. <laughs> Sorry, we're laughing over here because you just slowed down. <laughs> like we just put you in slow mode. Did you hear it too, Jeff? No, I didn't. Oh wow! I oh, guess it was. I, <laughs> I guess it was just on oh. my end. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. <laughs> oh, all right. We're gonna have to separate you two. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So all ball for Jeff and my Brian here. What do you got? All bar flag and foul. You a believer in RG3? Well, I mean, I, I, I guess the question I have is, how long has the guy been playing for him? He, he, we just said his, his rookie, uh, you know, if he could be as good as he was when he was a rookie. How long has he been in the league for? What is, would this be his fourth or fifth year? This will be his fifth year, I believe. I think so, too, yeah. What, what's, what, what's the average, I mean, what's the life expectancy of these of these quarterbacks to say that? I mean, because from the outside looking at it, I say, I say, well, he's still young enough in his career that he might still bloom again. You know, like sure. Mm-hmm. People I, wrote Carson Palmer off a while ago. That's true. And uh, he came back. You know, he was much older, and he came back strong. Right. So, uh, so, so you're going all Romo balls. had some think, bumpy times. Yeah. Think, I'm thinking all, right. all balls. Uh, all balls. All right. <laughs> 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 you rascal. <laughs> so, uh, what, what are you saying, Brian Miller? Um, I'm just going to call you Miller for the rest of this podcast. That's right? fine. You know what? The pessimist in me says uh, it's a good gamble and everything, but uh, it's not going to happen. It's going to be a disappointment. You know why it's going to be a disappointment? It's the Browns. If he was with any other team, I think he'd make it, but I think the Browns' mojo is going to find a way. But what about the Cleveland Revival story? I mean, LeBron, RG3, good things are going to happen. (laughs) I don't know that it works that way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You're the only hater. Yeah, a little bit. but, But you know what? I'm a hopeful hater. (laughs) <laughs> I think it'd be more interesting if he got good if if he came back, and but I just ah oh, the Browns plus RG three that's that's just too many curses. I'm gonna go change my Twitter bio to uh, hopeful hater. There you go. <laughs> I think it Was just... that, wasn't that the name of Lil Bow Wow's third album. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Uh, uh, Jeff, what do you got? Well. Um... My uh, item this week is uh, A-Rod. Alex Rodriguez is going to be released by the New York Yankees after a 22 <laughs> Back into the career. wild. <laughs> back into the wild, yes. Back from whence he came. Uh, <laughs> he, is, he is going to be released <laughs> back, back into the wild. Uh, and, um, and that's basically going to be the end of his career. He's going to uh, stick around and, and work as a consultant with the Yankees after uh, Friday and do some, I guess, coaching and other other types of support for the organization. He's had a great and remarkable career and also been at the center of a lot of controversy. So my question is, I guess, um, the, the way he's being uh, released with, oh, about a couple months left in the season, uh, as compared to, say, the way Derek Jeter uh, was treated during his final year of this uh, his final season of baseball by the Yankees uh, are the Yankees doing right by him? And, and are they, are they, is there releasing him at this time, uh, all ball or flagrant foul? And we'll start with, uh, Aaron. <laughs> uh, they are absolutely doing him wrong. And I like it. <laughs> okay. I'm okay, okay with it. All right. He's like, 
four home runs shy of 700. Uh, yep. The Yankees apparently aren't doing much this year, so why not just let him play out the string and at least get to, to 700, which you would assume he would do if he played the rest of the year. But I guess they're on a on a youth movement. So it was funny. I think uh, it was a tweet from the Crooked Scoreboard guys where they said they compared the Cashman to Michael Corleone at the end of Godfather 2 <laughs> where he's, they're just axing everyone at the same time. Just everyone's dying. So I think that's pretty funny. Yeah. I do feel a, a, little, a little bit bad for A-Rod. They should just let him play it out. I, I don't understand... The consultant thing, I think he'll be about as uh, useful as one of Donald Trump's advisors. They're not going to listen to him or take any of his advice, but whatever. I don't feel one way or the other, but for the sake of this segment, I'm going to say all ball for the way the Yankees are treating him. All right, fair enough. And Brian, how about you? Uh, I'm kind of with Aaron on that. It's, 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 uh, he's sort of a jerky dude, but it's like, man, that is kind of... It's kind of a jerky thing to do for them, their part. I don't know. They're the. Uh, it's just kind of a just a real basket of assholes over there. Uh, I just wonder with his consulting job, what, what's he's going to consult them on, like how to be more unlikable? <laughs> then the Yankees have that down pretty well, right? <laughs> I'm going to go all ball. Is it possible to be? You know what? I'm going to say flagrant foul, just because just negativity all around. That's what I say. <laughs> okay, jerk on jerk right. crime. All right, that's that's fair enough. Um, I'm going to go with the. I'm actually going to say all ball on this one, and for for a little bit of a different reason. Um, I, I think actually, by by letting him out of his contract early, they're saving him the embarrassment that they uh, did not save Derek Jeter by letting Jeter play the last season of his career. Uh, Jeter was really really bad that last season, and and they kept running him out there anyway because everybody loves Derek Jeter. Yeah, but um, he would just trot around the bases, and then every team would like give him a sports utility vehicle on the field or something <laughs> like that. I mean, it yeah. wasn't that bad. Oh, yeah. No, no, he he did all he got all sorts of great things out of it. He was just he just couldn't really play baseball at that point very well. Um, so I think you know at, on on that level, I think at least A Rod's being spared the indignity of of going out there and, and playing like that at the end of his career. So I'm I'm going all ball. I wish the Lakers would have cut Kobe Bryant in at the All Star break. <laughs> right, <laughs> that would have been great because he he so wanted that uh, Derek Jeter treatment. That's why that's why you announce in the middle of the season that you're retiring. So, oh, totally. And as a longtime Kobe <laughs> hater, I, I would have loved it. <laughs> what do you got, Bry, on the on the uh, A Rod? I'm pretty sure he already he already voiced his opinion. I, I heard. No, you. Ah, shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, wow. You know the the thing is is I, I, I you were born to broadcast, my friend. Yeah, you can pass. <laughs> you know the the thing is is I. Uh, I hate the Yankees. I, I absolutely hate the Yankees. I haven't been into baseball in a really long time, and I can't stand the Yankees or their their fans. I, I'm not a I'm not a Yankee guy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, was it flagrant foul? Just because I'm, I don't want to hear anything about it. How did you turn into that Snoop Dogg on your way over here? You're just so chill right now. Uh, well, that'll be that. Let's move on to the next one, huh? This is the moment we've been waiting for. It's peak off-bounce three material here. Tim Tebow. He's playing baseball. He announced that he's going to try out for baseball. He's invited all of the MLB teams to come watch his tryout. Is this branding, or do you think he actually thinks he can play baseball? Well, I'm going to leave that question to you to ponder when I ask you, 
Is it all ball or flagrant foul? This attempt to make Major League Baseball from Tim Tebow. You go ahead and start, Mr. Miller. I don't did he do, uh, did he play a lot of ball in college or anything? Last time he played organized baseball, well, he was a junior in high school. Okay, I didn't think so. He's not like this is not a Russell Wilson situation where like no. if Russell dedicated himself full time to baseball, you know, it's like yeah, I wouldn't be you know he could be a he'd be at least be a good minor league player, I would think. Um, I, I just gotta assume with Tebow, it always feels so calculated and messaged and. Uh, he's kind of the Sarah Palin of football in that way. John McCain has that streak of independence in him that I think is very, very important in America today in our leadership. I have that within me also, and that's John, why John McCain tapped me to be a team of Mavericks, of independence as a team member in this, um, on this new team promising the reform. But I've also heard he's really nice and really genuine. So it's like, if he's a sweet idiot who thinks he can do this thing because he has faith in it, I kind of like it. But if it's calculated, it's the worst. And the cynic in me says it's calculated. What's the calculation? Um, that he needs to stay in the news cycle as best he can. Uh, and he needs something to, per- you know, I mean, he, he, put it this way. It's no longer a news story if Tim Tebow says, hey, anybody want to sign me to a football team? Because he said it a bunch of times and nobody does. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, well, I guess I better pick a new sport. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, my mustache will be like, eh, you know, I always thought tennis looks fun. Pete Sampras, anybody want to come out of retirement and whack some balls around with me? Uh, so, so it sounds like flag the, or foul because yeah. I think it's, I think it's calculated branding. Uh, I think at this point he's shaping himself as a media personality, uh, kind of brick by brick. And yeah. This is another part of you know, believe in Tebow. All right, all right. Well, Brian, jump in there. You're shaking your head vigorously. All ball or flag or foul on Tebow here? All ball. Uh, why? I, I think that uh, I think that when you look at Tim Tebow, you got to look at him. He's the type of guy where uh, his whole his whole career is like a is like an ABC Family Channel movie. You know, like, like, like this, this guy is as rated G as it gets. You, know? you mean there's no you, know you mean there's no sex in it? Quite possibly. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I, I'm I'm just I'm looking at it from the standpoint of like you say, you know, something geared for like like some sort of hype. I just I don't I don't, I don't see that guy as as being a the hype guy, you know. Wow. Like, I mean, look, look at, you know, he, he was he was doing his 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 praying on the football field and, and he making, trademarked praying on a football field. You right. don't think he's a hype guy? <laughs> eh, I don't know. No, he I, trademarked I, I, really, praying. I really don't think so. I truly don't think so. And, and and I think as far as the whole him getting into baseball thing, you know, it who's making a bigger deal out of it? Is the media making a bigger deal out of it, or is he making a big deal out of it? This is just the guy trying to follow a dream. Haven't you ever seen the movie The Rookie? Come on. How old is that guy? I granted it was a movie, but uh, you know. Are I mean, you referring to the Clint Eastwood Charlie Sheen 1986 action film? <laughs> <laughs> is that you're just flexing now? <laughs> what's he just he, peacocking? What's, what's he talking about? He's, he's a crazy movie buff. Like you... I think he's referencing the Bad News Bears. I don't know what oh, he's yeah? talking about. No. Oh, I don't know. No, uh, there was a movie called The Rookie, co-starring Charlie Sheen, directed by uh, Clint Eastwood. It was '87, maybe. At one point, Charlie Sheen spits a, a bunch of Bacardi 151 through an open flame and like sets somebody on fire. Isn't that every Charlie <laughs> Sheen movie? <laughs> no, usually he swallows it. Tiger uh, blood. In this case, he's mad enough. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> that was the twist. Uh, oh, man. No, All right, so you're I, a believer. You think he's just chasing a dream. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I think he's going to crash and burn horribly, but, you know, it's it's all ball, sure. All right. Uh, Jeff, what do you think? Yeah, I'm all wall too. I, I, for a lot of the same reasons, I think it's uh, anybody's right to pursue their dream and have it crushed. Um, 
he has literally no chance of succeeding at this. Um, Your self-help seminars probably don't sell real well, I'm guessing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, there's just, I mean, to, to try and make that move, <laughs> to try and make that move at that age, um, it's pretty, it's, it's unprecedented. It won't, it won't work. I mean, it's, it's really cute that he's inviting all 30 MLB teams. I maybe, maybe one or two of them will show up. I don't know, but, to me, the more likely scenario, honestly, if anybody's going to sign him, it would probably be uh, the St. Paul Saints. Who yeah, seem I to love be, the St. Paul Saints, those who, awesome weirdos. They, they seem to be right for that sort of thing. But, you know, as far as, like, serious baseball, I, he hasn't played since 2005. He's, you know, some guys have made the jump from NFL to MLB, but they were much younger when they did it. And, and um, a lot of those guys were still even playing some minor league uh, ball during the summer while, while their football career was happening. Or they were just ridiculously elite um, athletes like, you know, Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there's just no chance of it succeeding. Um, but No know, chance. Hey, yeah, but I, no, I'm not the only no, one. No, none whatsoever. The, the incredible ego in here. Like, you, know, you know what a jerk move it would be if I sent a message out to the symphony orchestras of Minneapolis, New York, Chicago, and San Francisco and said, hey, I decided to pick up a trumpet. You guys ought to come watch me and give it a whirl and see if I should join your team. It's like these people have been working so hard for so long to get this, and for Tebow to just think because he he wants it real bad, then he can just go into it. I, mean, no, I think a, this. Yeah, I think that's no, a that, jerky way of thinking. So I think if he believes it, he's an asshole, and if he doesn't believe it, he's also an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just <laughs> like it's asshole. not just like he says, okay, you know what? <laughs> Who's going to hire me? Okay, I'm on the baseball team. There's something called tryouts that he has to go through. You know, it's, I mean, he's going to be subject to the same rules and regulations that everybody else is, don't you think? Except he's not, though. He's going in with a built-in advantage because he's got all this hype around him. Somebody might take a a flyer on him. He could be that good at a sport he hasn't even really played for a decade. Yeah, but Brian. That's a jer- at that level, I think that is a genuinely jerky thing to say. I mean, I, hey, you know what? Maybe he'll prove me wrong, and if he pulls it off, I guess. But something tells me no. And so then it's like, did you go, well, is he kind of delusional and egomaniacal, or is, it, or is he cynical? And it's a, uh, you know, a fake presidential run that got out of hand. But just, you, you can't say that he hasn't played it in 10 years. I mean, sure, sure, maybe he hasn't played it competitively in 10 years. But, I mean, obviously it's not like the guy said, shit, you know what? Tomorrow I'm going to see if I can play baseball. Well, what have you done recently? Nothing. Well, he hasn't been busy nothing, playing football, I'm, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to buy a baseball bat and a glove right on my way over to the field. You know, like, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's an interesting question about being kind of a selfish jerk or whatever that, you know, whatever you want to call it. But um, what about, how did you feel about, like, Michael Jordan doing that when he left the NBA and to pursue a baseball uh, career? And he spent an entire season taking somebody's roster spot on the A Birmingham Barons uh, roster that could have been used for somebody who actually had a chance at making the big leagues. How, how did you feel about that? That's an interesting point. I, I thought the Jordan thing was interesting because I, I do I, I appreciate, though I've never had to worry about this personally, that you the idea that you you're a competitive person who gets to the top of something and now you're unsatisfied. You got to find something else to try to rise up on. And uh, I think the consensus was that Jordan could, if he would just really have stuck with it, would have been a a low level MLB player, right? Yeah, he would have been a bench guy. He would have been like a fourth or fifth outfielder. But he could have been on a team, and not just because it's Michael Jordan. Like he, if he, he put on a if he yeah. put on a wig, right? You know, or if he did some you know Marlon Wayne style hilarious makeup, yeah. you know, he could have been the first white chick in baseball or something, right? Like, <laughs> like he was, no, he, he, was he legit had the talent, right? Yeah, he was close enough. I mean, that was actually actually in many respects it was remarkable how well he did at Double A after having not played baseball for so long, and and you know Double A is like. 
you're only two steps from the big leagues at that point. And he, he didn't do great, but he didn't do horribly. Yeah, he probably could have legitimately, legitimately been a bench guy. But wasn't which there, isn't, you know, which isn't necessarily much, but wasn't there a thing? No, I respect that. I like, think that's awesome. His absence from the NBA was tied into some kind of uh, horrific gambling uh, debts and something oh. with his father dying. Oh, alleged. Yeah, yeah, there's a rumor around that. Put yeah, it this way: if uh, I'm trying to think of it, if uh, Russell Wilson is a bad example, if Cam Newton said, "You know what? I'm going to give baseball a world. Like, all right, you are so damn good at football." I will give you the benefit of the doubt if you really think you can do it. But I, with Tebow, yeah. ah, I don't know. Yeah, it feels like a guy who likes attention. What about uh, Gary Sheffield? He's on record saying that he spent some time with Tebow in the batting cages, and he has it. You putting any stock in that? What is it? <sighs> what is it is the question. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What, Jeff, I, does that hit you anyway, Jeff? Well, it kind of does. I mean, it does on a couple of levels. One is, you, you know, you don't really know how good of a judge of talent Sheffield is. But on the other hand, Sheffield was a great, great hitter. Um, so, you know, presumably he at least has some eye in that regard. Um, yeah, it's impressive to hear that. But, um, you know, the, the thing is, too, I mean, there's a difference between, I mean, if a guy can crush – batting practice fastballs that's completely different from um you know really able pitchers. to execute it, it, yeah being able to execute executing game situations where you don't know the pitch that's coming is it going to be a 95 mile an hour fastball up at the letters or is it going to be a you know 84 mile an hour well that's too slow like an 87 mile an hour slider down and away um you know the the, the reaction time and the decision making um the neural processes that go on in that split second of a time it's it takes years of repetitions to develop that. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of guys can, we've got a guy right here in San Diego. He just, you watch him in, uh, in batting practice, you'd think he's the best slugger that ever played the game. But, you know, once he faces live pitching, well, you kind of wonder how he's there at all. But, um, and I, you know, I think, I think it's great that he's got Sheffield's endorsement. And I, that, that tells me that probably meant uh, that, Probably he can, you know, really crush a ball in batting practice. But whether uh, Tebow can translate that into anything beyond that, I, I uh, it just seems like an awful stretch at his age and with his level of experience. I see Tebow swinging the bat similar to uh, David Justice. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I said it. Got it off my chest. <laughs> all right. I, well, I'm going all ball on this thing because, you know, there was once a kid with a dream – he was bored with life and searching for deeper meaning, and he decided to try out as a place kicker for the Hartford Colonials. And <laughs> he did not make that team, but he did. But he did try. He did try. He did. And it catapulted. To quote our friend Kostaki, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it catapulted him to a position where he's now doing a podcast in his basement about sports. So uh, <laughs> I got all ball. go up. Don't they? <laughs> it's not a catapult if you go down physically. That's not a catapult. Well, that's a trap door. Is a podcast fell through a trap door of a dream and wound up worse off than you started. Well, that's the question though. Is a podcast a step down from the Hartford Colonials? That's a fair question. It is a I'll fair say question. It would be a step down as if you were doing the Hartford Colonials podcast. Oh, that would be terrible. That would definitely <laughs> market. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should Lot, start They don't have it. nearly the berries that we have. Oh yeah, shout out to the berries. <laughs> Shout out to the Barrys. I gotta, uh, I gotta pull up uh, the King Barrys tweet to the Off Balance Three. We're on Twitter at ob three place to be. 
is the show Twitter. Go ahead and shout yours out, fellas. Well, I'm searching for this. Oh, at real Brian Miller, Brian with a Y. At underscore Jeff Young, Jeff with a G E O F F, because I'm weird that way. Yeah. Do people I- ever pronounce your name like like Geoff? Oh, dude, the the things I've been called. Yeah. What's the I've, farthest yeah. away from Jeff? Yeah, in terms of like somebody actually getting all the letters, but not. Um. You know, I get a lot of George and a lot of Greg. Um, I, I really? do get a lot of uh, yeah, yeah. I get Geoffs. Um, the probably the best one I ever got when I was like really little, and my full name Jeffrey was spelled out, mm-hmm. and somebody had written it with bad, bad handwriting. I was I was really small, probably like I don't know nine or ten. Somebody actually thought it said goof off. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was epic. That one had to cut deep. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, it kind of wor- it kind of worked. Weird though, hippie man. parents would you have had to name you Goof Off? Yeah, right. Well, speaking of yeah. hippies, that's what our King Barry uh, weighed in on. Old Tree Song. We were talking about the <laughs> your buddy Tree Song last episode. Yeah. Brian. Uh, Eddie, Tree Song's the runaway breakout star of the podcast. Eddie Barry went and, t- and checked out his website. It says Old Tree Song has some opinions. Went there and found a five thousand word essay on the election. He's a talk radio host, all right. Yeah, and a published author. Way more accomplished than any of us here. And he lives on... Uh... I'll speak for yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, actually, sadly, Tree Song might have me beat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, didn't, uh, he wasn't on the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, though. I'll tell you that That's much. That's true. So, That's right. He didn't have... No, hippies needed... No, he's, he's a good dude. I like old Tree Song. Yeah. But I, I like that, I like that uh, we're, we're generating some traffic to his website. We're spreading the word, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's for the cause. <laughs> Uh, I got one more all baller flagrant foul. If you guys want to hit that, yes, let's all do right. it. Let's go. Uh, Madden seventeen. I'm not sure if it's out already, if it's coming out soon. But uh, Blake Bortles of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he received a higher passer rating than Eli Manning did in Madden seventeen. So I'll start with uh, Jeff. All baller flagrant foul on the rating. Uh, I'm going all ball for two reasons. One, Blake Bortles is an awesome name. <laughs> and uh, two, as a uh, resident of San Diego, I am obliged to hate Eli Manning. Of course, ah, that's and true. soon Joey Bosa, soon Joey yeah. Bosa, yeah. So, so I'm I'm uh, I'm all ball on that. I love it. Nice. What what did, did you see the comments that uh, Joey Bosa's mom was saying that she wished they pulled <laughs> an Eli Manning on draft day? <laughs> did you see that? I did not. They are not endearing themselves to San Diego at all. <laughs> But I guess it doesn't matter. They won't be there very long. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so who cares? All right, uh, Mr. Miller, all baller flagrant foul in the rating. Well, it's a flagrant foul, but only barely. See, Bortles should be better ranked than Eli, but only if you're losing the game by at least 21 points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bortles has Bortles has more garbage time than Oscar the Grouch. That guy, everything that he does comes from this massive from behind thing where the other team is basically just like sending out their tackling dummies to play defense by the end. Um, but Eli has been pretty dreadful for the last couple of seasons too. And Bortles has shown flashes of being pretty good, and on a team where he didn't always have a ton of help. So I, I actually I'm, I'm going to say it just narrowly makes it all ball. But uh, I could understand if Eli was a little bit rankled. Yeah, but you know, if sure. Eli's upset, he should just go back and play Madden from four or five years ago when they actually played him as well, or when he actually was good. Yeah, the last time they made the playoffs. Um, right. Brian, what are your thoughts? I guess I'll go all ball. 
You guess? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's a video game, you know? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, so I mean, what are you going to do? Like, it, it's, I'm sure there's some sort of calculation where somebody figured it out. Plus, each player has more stats than just one stat, right? Yeah. So maybe he's maybe he's got a better better ranking someplace else than than portals, you know. So he's it's he's like, got like a better agility rating. Sure, so that sure. knocks him up quite a bit. And not only that, but I mean, listen, I don't really play video games all that much, but um, you know, I, I think that that Madden is a game that like updates the like constantly. So as yeah, players so. progress and yeah. do well, their stats change anyway. So who really gives a shit? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say all balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going all ball too. Uh, as a as a Giants fan, I, I think Blake Bortles probably is a, a better quarterback, and you can't uh, really. Ca- yeah, you can't calculate just from the eyeball test. Um, that's about it. But uh, I think you can't account for experience in a video game. That doesn't give you extra points. So you're just going on raw skill and talent. Uh, so Blake Bortles barely edges out Eli. In my mind and in Madden 17. All ball. Do you hold out hope as a Giants fan that Eli is going to return to some form, or do you think he's kind of on the downward decline? Well, I, I, statistically, he had one of his best years last year. Uh, part of that is due to Odell Beckham Jr. being an amazing talent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. So I don't know if Eli can get back to his prime I think his prime has been over for quite some time and he's been on the decline for a while and there was a, a lot of uh, like you, like you said about Blake where they're coming from behind there was plenty of that for the Giants this year and they blew so many leads and Eli just does dumb stuff all the time so I don't I don't have a lot of faith in the Giants getting to the Super Bowl with Eli Manning as their quarterback again what's the Giants record end up at the end of uh, come you know first week of January next year it's the Jeff Fisher special, eight and eight. You think the Giants are going to go eight and eight? Yep. I think that is very hopeful. <laughs> you might, you might be right. You might be right. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, you never know. That's the Giants. That's the beauty of being a Giants fan. That's true. They, they could turn, but the same. You know, they 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 get rid of the, their head coach and then they just retain everybody underneath him. As you know, that'd be like if you had the entire Bush administration and then you got rid of Bush. Well, you still have the Bush administration. Yeah, seriously. The bush got rubbed onto everybody, you know? It's just not. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. No, no, I'm saying, like, you know, it, it's it, everybody has been impacted by the bush, you know? So it's, like, obviously that, you know, when you get rid of it, it's still there in some way, shape, or form. I'm not even sure if you're speaking in double entendre or being quite literal. What the? F- I don't. What the hell is double atadra? <laughs> if I send you a pizza box, will you go dance in the street for the next fifteen minutes? <laughs> right, that's that's it for uh, all ball and flagrant foul. Wait a minute. Wait. 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 Yeah. Wait. What's up? You all right? What's that bottom one on there? What's that bottom one? What are you talking about, Brian? This is this is not a visual podcast. You want me to read this joke? See, the, the reason I'm saying is is because. I saw Roll Bounce yesterday. <laughs> is that a Bow Wow movie? It is a Bow Wow movie. Are you serious? You didn't even know that we were going to be talking about this. You saw a Bow Wow movie? And then, and then I'm sitting here and I saw the, the back of a, of a record here on the floor that looks like it's got the cast from the Roll Bounce movie on it. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and Who is that? Shout them out. I got uh, all these old records down here. The bar case. The, the bar case. Yeah. Um, nice. So no, no, no. I was, I was, I, I was all excited about it because I never, I never watched those. Oh, 
<laughs> I never watched certain movies, you know, those types of movies. What What do you mean? See, there we go. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 I didn't know you didn't know you know, like those type of movies. If I didn't know, I would have taken you to a different movie. <laughs> Ro- roller skating movies. I don't. I'm not thinking the roller skating movies. What am I supposed to say? But uh, <laughs> but no, it, it was uh, it was actually uh, quite entertaining. <laughs> so okay. So yeah, I'm just saying because I, I, I thought it was. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think. Uh, oh, you wanted to get to this, but you didn't know that we already talked about. No, yeah, no. we got to talk about Bauer before you got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. That's what get for taking right. too long Duh. yeah well that's okay that's okay i'm glad you, you added that you saw <laughs> roll bounce yesterday by the way i just got off the phone with papa john's they'll be there in five minutes so, uh. i actually uh, i actually stopped at Redbox and picked up a uh, step up part three i'm gonna watch that tonight when i get back to the hotel how is that any good i haven't seen it i'm gonna watch it when i get back to the hotel oh okay yeah. that's good uh whack off material sure is yeah Brian, do you want to try to do this uh, segment that we've teased before, the uh, rejected quick snaps jokes? Oh yeah, sure. I like. I'll try to. I'll try to uh, uh, preserve them. I, as I as I revealed, I think this was off pod when I told you, uh, Kasaki and I had kind of wrote him out in this like living document, and he uh, he dumped the uh, the bench jokes. So uh, all my my beautiful failed jokes have been lost to eternity for probably the best. Oh no! <laughs> so you can never recover them. No, I didn't write these in a notebook. These were just typed out. All right. That's funny. No that, that's interesting how that works. I didn't know you guys had a working document, and then uh, it just goes on and on and on. That's yeah, a- so we can go back and, and, and get old jokes. Like if, if somebody you want to reference somebody wrote, you know, when a particular scandal came up, when Josh Gordon got, you know, new Josh Gordon com- news comes, we go look at what you did about Josh Gordon before back in 2015, kind of work on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we kind of go back and forth and add tags and shift the jokes around all week long. Mm. All right. Well, I, I'll volunteer a couple that got rejected. <laughs> He's disappointed by the amount of preparation. I am. I, I, no, like, I thought he was making all those up on the spot. No, 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 no not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just disappointed that uh, I'm on an island here of bad jokes that got rejected. But uh, here it goes. Name my first CD. I'm on an island of bad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady says he wants to move on from Deflategate. Well, Tom, if you want somebody to take a weight off your chest, I think you know a guy. That's the proper response. I don't. I don't get that. Uh, take the weight off the chest, like a, like the balls. I guess well, that's why I got rejected. Well, air pressure isn't the same as weight. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> There's this old comedy uh, rule that we use, which is, which is uh, the joke has to make sense. Yeah. All right. Well, that's why I got rejected. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'll tell you my rejected one. I remember one of them. It was real bad too. So you'll feel better. Go ahead. Oh, mine was um, okay. I'm gonna try to because I think it's it's hard. It, the wording is so poor that my brain won't even remember it. Yeah. Um, which is a uh, 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 Rex Ryan compared Reggie Bush to a Ferrari, but he got got it backwards because I'm pretty sure Kim Kardashian's never been inside a Ferrari. Mm. <laughs> or Kim Kardashian, ha- it was some sort of inside huh. Kim Kardashian thing that just I could never get the wording on. I see where you're going though. Yeah, 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 but but it, it wasn't there, and it never got there. I spent like t- five minutes trying to word it, and I was just hoping Kostaki would figure out how to word it, and I don't. Yeah, so there you go. See, that's why I got rejected. <laughs> I got one more. Titans coach Mike Malarkey said rookie running back Derrick Henry needs to be faster. That's funny coming from a guy whose name sounds like it's stuck in the mud. What, Mike? <laughs> Mike Malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. 
this feels wonderful. This is a wonderful feeling. Glad we did I think this segment. I, I think the, the answer is the, that we're learning is that Kostaki is a good editor. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Shout out to you. Uh, all right. Well, I guess that's going to be it. Unless you guys got anything else. No. No? Just that, just that large pepperoni <laughs> heading your way. Large pepperoni coming our way. Get your dancing shoes out. All right. Well, Brian, it was fun. Thanks for joining us here. I'm always glad to be here. I could tell. And uh, Mr. Miller, get your plugs out. Where are you going to be? Oh, uh, yeah. I will be uh, – I'm headlining Acme. That's the next big one, uh, August 23rd through the 27th, except for the Wednesday show. Cameron Esposito is doing a Wednesday show, but I'll be doing Tuesday, Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday at Acme. Looking forward to it. Fantastic. Jeff, what about you? What's going on? Uh, I've got uh, still writing at cricketscoreboard.com. I've got something in the works uh, on how to make baseball less boring because I'm always trying to look out for Mr. Miller over there. I appreciate it. I have two words so, for you. Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> Check out my other podcast, Quick Snaps. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, leave a rating review for this one and that one. And follow me on Twitter at Aaron Hodges and follow the show at OB3 Place to Be. And that's it. I guess we'll talk to you guys again next week. So, uh, sure. so, so, did Aaron ever tell you guys about? Uh... <laughs> now you want to tell stories? <laughs> no, because, 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 because we're all done. Because before it was like, you know, I you put me on the spot, you son of a bitch. All right. Well, now I'm just talking to a couple of guys. You know. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. I mean, we're still rolling. We can it's do like this it's, bonus feature. This is like a conference call right now. You know, it's just it's just some guys talking on the phone. You know? uh, all right. So, uh, so, <laughs> so we. Uh, <laughs> Son of a bitch. We're we're standing in Aaron's mom's uh, dining room, and uh, we're 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 thinking how funny it's going to be to moon the the guy next door. The, he's close to our age. It's uh th- th- this guy Tony. So uh, so we're pounding on the window trying to get Tony to look in our direction so we can moon him. And uh, he he looks over, but unbeknownst to us, his mother was in the window watering the plants at the same time <laughs> direct, directly across. So we put our asses up against the glass. And Tony comes over. He's all pissed off. He says, "No, Tony was cool with it, right?" No, Luke, it was, it was Luke, his brother. Yeah. Luke comes over. He says, "What the hell are you gonna say to my mom? What are you talking about? You just mooned my mom." We're like, "Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry." <laughs> you know, like, come on. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. No, that's, that's a good one. I think it's funnier if you know Luke and uh, how much of a hard ass he is. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, thanks for sharing. And, and pickle juice. We, we filled water balloons up with pickle juice and threw them at people. Oh, <laughs> oh that's pretty good. <laughs> that's from I never thought about that. From, his, from, from his parents' Use roof. They, they, pretty they, gross, yeah. yeah so, and, and they weren't even real water balloons. They're, uh, they're sandwich bags that we tied up. <laughs> <laughs> we were pretty poor. <laughs> well, can't afford water, but I got this leftover pickle juice and sandwich bags, boy. Woo! For your depression era pranks podcast, you do. All right, good. That's good. Maybe we'll uh, we'll record some uh, some extra stories on the side here and and present the good ones and maybe the rejected ones. What about what about the time that? No, they gotta go. No, they gotta go. they gotta go. There's this guy that we're gonna go hang out now. There's this guy we used to hang out with, and. 
And this we, better we're, be worth it. We're looking at uh, guys. We're, feel free to hang up. Anytime. We're looking at uh, we're looking at porno magazines, like like out in the woods, because that was the only spot where where oh, kids can look at porno one. magazines. You used to just find porn in the woods. I know. I don't think that happens what? anymore. No, 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 he's skipping a major detail here. That, no, no, okay, no, no, he's skipping okay. a major detail. <laughs> what about dumpster diving? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So, so so the Seven Eleven by our house used to they had all like the smut magazines and a- after it was like a, a month old they'd rip the cover off and throw them in the dumpster. So yeah, as the sell by date was passed. So <laughs> so as kids we'd, we'd ride our bicycles over there take a peek in. One guy would stand on the outside, the other guy would go into the dumpster and take all the magazines so we could go out into the woods and stand around in a circle look at pictures <laughs> you know, look at pictures in the magazine. So one of the guys one day is sitting there and there's uh, this, this girl has this this big vibrator and uh, and and one of the guys looks and says to us. Dude, what's she doing with that rainbow pen? You, you remember the rainbow pens oh, that have yeah. all the different oh, colors yeah. in them? Because the guy had never seen a, a vibrator before, so he thinks it's a rainbow pen. <laughs> also, it seems like it'd be pretty clear what she was doing with it, regardless of what he thought it was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's being really kind. That guy was me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I was very young and innocent. You can blame Brian for no, I don't think so. making me... A delinquent. Uh, it was good talking yep. to you guys. All right, guys. See you guys next week. Same time next week. Yep. Sounds good to me. Cool. Talk it up. Get it. See you. Hiding cocky with it, cause I know that I am, man. I'm going down in history like American bandstand. I stay fresh to death like the neighborhood dope man. I stay on the top, cause I keep coming with dope man. You steady watching, stealing, but there ain't no hope, man. You dealing with something bigger than the U.S. Open. It ain't no joke, Fresh like that. Laces in Duke and Rope Sand. I keep on smoking. Young, but I'm ready, so that means I'm strong.